Hello, I'm Rachel Richards and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug where we use research by experts and our own experience to discuss everything and anything to do with parenting teenagers. Hi, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist and musician. I have three teenagers, two of them are twins. As a parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two older stepdaughters, I've seen the transformative power of listening to how other parents work. We can feel supported, get fresh ideas, and even if we disagree, it helps us to think more clearly about the way we parent and why. So welcome, pull up a chair and let's begin. Now in this episode, we're going to talk about parties, but Susie, please, before we start, share with us what our lovely listener Frankie said. Yeah, really lovely um, review here. Thank you so much for all the research and time you put into this podcast and all the others. It was so interesting and enlightening. It encouraged me to challenge some of my internal thoughts around gift giving and my own expectations. You should be top of the podcast charts. (laughs) I found you and my son started experiencing anxiety and listening to your podcast on that subject helped me so much and how to approach it. And it worked. Thanks again. Amazing. And you know, that anxiety podcast is one of the most downloaded of all of ours. So clearly it's a massive problem for so many parents. And it's uh, I wasn't sure how well it had landed. So that's really great to hear. I'm thinking we could maybe do a follow up on that. Yes. It's in the pipeline. Yeah. But this time we're going to be talking about parties. But before that, I want to share my own golden nugget that was triggered by a conversation with an Asian father. Now, he told me that the tradition in his culture demands that kids look after their parents and that his wife has found the responsibilities overwhelming. She hates them so much that she's brought her own sons up saying that they don't have to do anything for her. And their job is to live their lives free of that responsibility. Now, the father's worry, of course, is that their sons now feel no sense of responsibility and that they take everything she does for granted. And he thinks they're taking advantage of her. And it reminded me of our very first episode. And of course, I told him, look, it's a classic response to an upbringing we hate. We, We try to fix the pain in ourselves by making sure our own kids don't have it. But the way we tend to do it is often extreme. So we don't help ourselves and we don't really help our children. And, you know, when I look at myself and the way I respond, uh, I know from experience that when I have a big response to something my teens are doing or saying, it's almost always because of my inner child reacting. So I try to find time on my dog walks to dig into what's caused it. And once I can identify it, I can talk to my teens about why I behave that way. And then we have power to manage it better. Interesting. I, I like that. That's really, really interesting. And it's so true. Yeah, my nugget is, um, it's the kind of the classic of what you're missing, what you're lacking, then uh, you give it. So, I mean, I really believe that we are responsible for the tone that we set as the adults, even though we've got almost adults ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not quite. Um, we are responsible for the tone that we bring. And I think sometimes if we're tired, if we're um, lacking in other areas, we kind of I don't know, we become very reactive, don't we, and ping pong. Mm. Um, and I, I had a I had a morning this morning, in fact, where um, there was lots of things yesterday. And, you know, and just a little tiny uh, 2% stress here, 2% stress here, 2% stress there, and suddenly you're at full capacity. Um, and I knew I could feel it because that's how I work. You know, I could feel I needed to do what I do, the tools that I have, and bring myself back into balance. And then there was just another one. <laughs> the game mm. you know my one of my teenagers hadn't got up or was it oh. and it was like ah 
and I could feel it happening. So I took myself off after it was all sorted and, and fixed and then the problem itself had, had resolved. Um, took myself off for a really long run and sat and meditated oh, and marvelous. brought myself back into where I need to be and then I can set the tone um, mm. and I could you know be there for my daughter I could yeah. do what I needed to do but um, I don't know we have to take responsibility for how we are yes and I love that because it reminded me of a conversation I heard about micro stressors where we get mm. up in the morning there's a text and we go oh I didn't deal with that and then yeah. there's in a, an email and these little things that they're in themselves they're nothing mm. but you get to a certain point of the day where somebody says something and it might normally be something you can cope with mm. but because your stress cup is so full yeah. you just lose it yeah. yeah it's that window of tolerance mm. you know if you're, if you're out of your window of tolerance and the more we practice being aware the more we practice mindful awareness the more we know when we're at the edge yes. and can bring ourselves back yes absolutely brilliant love that right now parties uh we wanted to have a look at the tips that we can come up with for hosting a party talking to your teenager about going to her party because it's coming up a lot and also it's party season and we mentioned this uh, idea on social media and we had this wonderful response from little miss thinker who said she used to have a friend whose mother said they could have parties but had to choose between boys or booze <laughs> yeah, brilliant Susie comment. come on which one would you choose <laughs> as a teenager or yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness that's hilarious no uh, as a teenager <laughs> Oh, I would have chosen boys. Same. Same. Yeah. And, you know, they always say, well, you can just sneak booze in anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was never <laughs> that do. bothered by the booze. So for me, yeah. it definitely would have been the boys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a funny, it's a funny one to give your teenagers. And then if you actually say to you, I've got girls. If I say to the girls, you know, would you like a party? It's just not a party if it's just girls. No, now, when no, they were younger, no. oh, for sure, that's no. a party. But, it, you know, at a teenage years, it's not really a party without the no. other sex. No, some of them use the term gathering, don't they? Yeah, even yes, then, it's, yes. that's, it, that wouldn't be classified as that. Well, one of the things I researched said that when they call it a small gathering, that's what kids call parties when they want you to think that it isn't a party. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, in a way, I haven't kind of come up with a very specific definition of what a party is. But I think what we'll focus on here is something where you're actually there's a form there's some form of invitation to mm. a party so your your teenager comes to you and says either i'd love a party i want to have a party or i want to go to this party mm. yeah uh, because that's slightly yes thing, the, yeah. the gatherings that you can get they're slightly different some of this stuff does apply so thinking it through could help you consider whether you would want a gathering to take place in your mm. house without actually having a few ground rules and a, yeah. some, having talked it through with your teenager because again this could creep up on us can't it yeah and I think that is actually key and just you know thinking about this topic and discussing it with with you a, a bit beforehand is already making me think and, and knowing that you know if, if you don't have those ground rules in your head beforehand then then it's really difficult um so it's really helpful to know what what are your what are your ground rules? What are your non-negotiables? Yeah. And it's always to do with parenting. It's what happens is these things creep up on us mm. before we really had time to think it yeah. through. And then suddenly you're confronted with, yeah. I've got to make this decision. Yeah. But that's my first tip, which is take your time. Mm. If, if they come to you and they say, 
I either want to go to this party or I want to host a party, you don't have to answer immediately. They may want to put pressure on you, but it's you can you can you're within your rights to say, I needed a little bit of time yeah. to think about it. Yeah. Step back and think, okay, where where do I sit mm. with this and what are, what's important to me? And I think what we should do is go through hosting your own party because this, the things that you have to consider when you're hosting your own party are things that someone else is having to consider and it will then inform the questions that you ask if you are sending your teenager to another party. Mm. And of course, it really is age dependent. Yeah, and child dependent. And I child mean, dependent. Because I have, I mean, I have three children and they're really different and they're really different socially as well. So I think... Um, my younger boy, um, and I'm pretty sure he's never going to listen to this because he's told me he's never going to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he's much more um, sociable. So his parties will be different from my eldest. My eldest has had a party and it was, you know, it was a, it was really fun. It was a lovely party. But um, yeah, it, was, it would be different with this one. Yeah. And, and also, so for example, let's say they're 17, 18. That's a rather different yeah. age group to... 13, 14. So yes. we're talking about a massive age range here. Um, but if it's a 17, 18 year old who hasn't been going to parties, yeah. it's also about how much experience have they got in troubleshooting and yeah. how you deal. So, it, you know, obviously just think about age the 20. child that you have and we've all got, you've got yeah. three different children. I've yeah. got, you and know. one of them's nearly 18, you know, yes. he's nearly an adult. So, you know, me asking him some of the questions is like, well, well, you know, that's know. His, it's his stuff now. <laughs> and he wouldn't tell me that, you know, no. it's his own thing. I just think that's a bit weird. Right. Yeah. So your, your child's come to you and said, I want to have a party. So there are key things. First of all, just say, OK, you go away and plan your party uh, and come to me with your ideas and I'll have my own ideas and let's have a conversation about it. So mm. you can get them to come up with their best case scenario. You think about your best case scenario yeah. or your worst case scenario and and then somehow you can make a yeah. negotiation. So the key things are number of guests. Um, knowing who these people are, do you care about having names um, and being clear that if they're not on the list, they're not coming in? And there's a reason for this and we'll come on to that Uh Having your teenager, in terms of invitations, the reason why it's worth having a list and it's worth knowing that the kids can't come in if they're not on the on the list is because it's also to do with traceability and safety. So what I mean by that is if you're if you don't have a number to call and something goes wrong, then you're going to really be in a problem. Yeah. So it's critical. You can say to your teenager, I, I need to know who these people are. If something goes wrong, I need to be able to have someone to contact because yeah. there's a parent at the end of that. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? I think it's I think it's really valid and really important for safety. I'm just thinking of, you know, scenario if, if you know, a really good mate comes along and has a, another really good mate with them. And, you know, I would probably say, come in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that happened. So we'll come on to that because there was a lady who hosted a party and that happened where yeah. she said, right, you have to be on the list to come in. And people were bringing their girlfriends yeah. or they, were, they just assumed that somebody else was allowed to come. Yeah. And if you're OK with that, yeah. well, that's OK. But you yeah. need to know that. And you also need to know the ramifications, which we'll come on to. Yeah. So you need to know uh, who the people are. We need to talk about alcohol, vaping, smoking, drugs. So you need to be clear with your teenager yes about 
both how you feel about those things, the age range that that there is, and how you will tackle it if it happens. So I've had conversations with a a parent who said, oh, I've got all the drugs, I don't care. Mm, Great. Which I find really weird. (laughs) Not in my house. And and then I'm that parent who, if I found someone taking drugs in my house, I'd call their parents and say, could you please come and collect them? That's not okay. They wouldn't be in the house. Um, So you need to be very clear and spirits. You know, at what age are you comfortable yeah. with spirits being in the house? Again, because teenagers are stupid yeah. and their job is to take risks and to do things that are fun. And yeah. they may think that that would be great. But normally they're the people who, when they've drunk, the spirits are then vomiting yeah. in, all over your house. And it comes always down to your connection with your kid, as it does, everything does. If if you have a respectful, generally respectful, of course, we all lose our tempers and all of that. But a generally respectful relationship and a good connection with your teenager, you can talk about the the hard stuff as well Mm. then you can have a respectful conversation and explain actually you know in this house I I don't want this or I do want this this is okay this isn't okay whatever your own values are Um, and then hopefully they'll you know they'll respond to that they'll Mm. respect it they won't want to you know mess stuff up they won't want to and that doesn't mean that things won't happen and that they don't get caught up in the moment and their mates are doing stuff but the fundamental baseline will be that they're on board yeah yeah. And I think having this conversation with them and being clear about it gives them a chance to be able to say to other teenagers, so this is how it is mm. at home and blame you, yeah. for example, because one of the big problems is that they're also much more prone to being led by other people yeah. and they may not have the strength or the ability to spot that something's about to go horribly no. wrong or that their friends are doing things that they shouldn't really be doing. Yeah. And they so, can't stop them. Yeah, yeah. So you need to sort of just flag these things mm. up so they can think them through mm. beforehand and say, how are we going to deal yeah. with this? I've also, I think, which is an important thing to think about is, is that um, my eldest had a party. It was, it was really fun. It was lovely. Nothing bad happened. But he found it quite stressful. Mm, they do yes another friend of mine had they they had a you know they had a party and and they found it stressful mm. um so it's worth kind of bearing that in mind um you know it's, it was a bit of a cure it was like well i'm not doing that again <laughs> brilliant we had a kind of small party it went really well there were only a couple of tiny weenie incidents and done take the box it's interesting because my um older daughter had a party this summer and it was fantastic now mm. i don't know if all the guests thought it's fantastic because i refused to have spirits and mm. i think some of them were like oh that's a bit lame mm. but actually as it happened it seemed that it seemed that everybody yeah. had a good time and um she was stressed mm. is this this is going you know it's got to be a good party mm. And I kept saying to her, you know what, if they come and they're not having a good time, honestly, we have all this lovely thing mm. set up. It's their responsibility. It's their responsibility. <laughs> and, and that's one of the things that yeah. we can teach our teenager, that actually it's not on you to provide yeah. these teenagers with a good time. You provide them with a venue. Yeah. And it's their own personality that's going yeah, to dictate whether this is fun yeah, or not. I think the stress can be two elements, though, can't it? It can be whether your friends are having a good time. Mm. So obviously that's important to the, to the teenagers. You know, if you've thrown a good party or a really lame one, that doesn't <laughs> look good, does it? Um, but also the stress of, oh, gosh, what if something goes wrong and yes. break things? Or, you know, if something goes 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 wrong that's stressful and I don't think they really think that through until they're standing in their own home going oh my god that hasn't been wrecked (laughs) and that yeah no that's absolutely right and that has concerned my kids and they don't want parties because of that because they're scared about the house being uh, damaged yeah 
And on that note, we have to set ground rules for them. For example, where are they allowed to go in the house? Which rooms are out of bounds? Uh, Locked doors, which uh, shouldn't be opened. And uh, whether you allow smoking or vaping in the house or not, I'd say no. But um, because, again, that's a doorway into all sorts of other issues. And I think if we if we talk to the teenagers, not just our own, but their friends, (laughs) Mm. and we talk to them, you know, with the presumption that they're lovely and they're respectful Absolutely. and they're welcome in our homes, you know, and just explaining. I mean, when, when my son had a party, my, my daughter was at home, me and my daughter kind of hid in my bed with my laptop watching some rubbish. It was really fun. <laughs> and, um, and just, I, I explained to them all, you know, please, please don't come into these rooms. You can use the loo upstairs, but that's it. You know, yeah. try and use the one downstairs. And they were all, you know, you're welcome, but, this is our home and we're going to be up here. They were all like, oh, yeah, of course, no worries. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it's Whereas about, it's about going, mutual respect. You're not allowed. No. And then they hate you for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, it's about Maybe. mutual respect. So yeah. we have to be enter into the spirit of it. Mm. Um, so coming onto the party invitations, uh, do not on in any circumstance let your child create a group Snapchat because what can happen is they can then teenagers love to tell everyone oh, I'm about to have a great search and and then and then forward the information and then the other people will assume that they've been invited yeah and really this is really quite pertinent because again one of the people I researched said that uh, as a result of Snapchat and then being used um, people started turning up to the party mm. and it had been what they call broadcast. Is that the map thing? Did it's the map. So so, yeah. so this is the other thing. When when kids turn up to the party, you have to say, please turn off your snap maps. Yeah, that's because really it's Because people spot congregations mm. of people on the snap map and they mm. go, ah, party. And very often the people who do that are older, mm. right? So they're not actually, you know, your kids may be, I don't know, 13, 14, 15, 16, you know, the, the, the ones who are thinking, oh, I'll just go to that party. Mm. They're unlikely to be 12-year-olds. They could be, but then <laughs> so So you may have a much more difficult time trying to eject them from the party or stop yeah. them from getting in. And this one lady had to call the police and the police had to then keep patrolling yeah. because once it's broadcast, people will keep down, turning yeah. up throughout the night yeah, the so snap it's... maps that's really important we, yes. we use snap maps I think they're weird and they're kind of handy sometimes when I don't know when one of my particular kids is always off with his mates yeah. <laughs> and so I get his sister to go where where is he look on his snap maps oh, <laughs> all the time oh he's all there the time. brilliant <laughs> so you also you want to include your contact details on any invitation because you want the other parents to be able to call you should they want to and make it clear on the invitation that you will be providing all food and drinks so they mm. don't feel that they have a right to bring extra things. So just say it's they fine. Will. We will have. They will. So on the day of the party, <laughs> lock away all your own spirits, all your valuables in a part of a house you know that the guests can't get to, including spare keys. Hide them. Uh, because you don't want, you know, who knows what could happen because kids can play games and mess around, hide your keys, whatever. So just hide anything that you feel is valuable. And again, when they, the kids arrive, the friends arrive, explain the ground rules to the kids when they arrive. And you don't have to be this kind of... uh, fists on on your hips but you do have to say oh so by the way just remember and I'll take all your coats and your bags so just do it in a very gentle Mm. way and they say oh no I need my bag just say no it's okay we'll put the bags upstairs they'll be Mm. safe because what happens in particularly in this woman's party two of the girls brought vodka in their bags Mm, and then they were the ones who were vomiting an hour later and crying and Mm. (laughs) so it's worth just greeting them at the doors if they say oh I've brought a present Mm. for 
your child, you say, that's lovely. What, how kind of you and take it. Don't yeah. let them give it to the child because it probably will be alcohol. Could be, yeah. Oh, and you just yeah. say, it's, it will open it as a family tomorrow. It, it's, you know, it's very, very sweet yeah. of you. Thank you. Because um, young people are devilishly clever. <laughs> and they don't realise it's the whole spirits thing, isn't it? They don't realise that, you know, how strong they are and exactly. how ill they can exactly. get and all of that. That's and really so when you're talking to a teenager about it, don't say, I'm trying to shut down the fun. No, I've got these drinks. Mm. The thing is that spirits, are it's so easy to go for things to go horribly wrong very, very quickly, mm. which is why they're such an issue. And they drink them really quickly and then they don't feel the effect no. immediately, so they take them off. Yes, yes, and it can be dangerous <laughs> as well. Some yeah, really pumping's not very nice. Um, no. And if a guest arrives preloaded, you have to make a decision. Do I allow them in? Yeah. Do I call the parent? You know, is it something where I'm okay to say, look, you come and sit with me until mm. you've calmed down a bit? Because if they come already very drunk, yeah. they're just going to get more drunk and yeah. that's just going to cause come more problems. Me, let me make you a cup come of and tea have a little and a piece of, of toast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, put out masses of food. Whatever you think is the amount yeah. of food, double it because the boys at some point are going to need it. Yeah. And my, they, it soaks up the alcohol. My son's been to some parties where... It particularly, I mean, it sounds awfully sexist, doesn't it? But particularly if it's a girl throwing the party and he says, like, him and his mates, by midnight, they are starving and, like, there's no food. <laughs> and they're like, where's the bread? Where's the pizza? <laughs> yeah. So, so all, and yeah, lots of carbohydrates. Yeah. Um, not salty. The salty stuff, the problem with that is that it makes them drink more. Oh, lots of water. Point. Lots of soft drinks. Yeah. Because they will, and, you know, this woman said... Um, basically an entire loaf of bread disappeared mm. apples all the apples went just any food just put food out and mm. and if they're hungry they'll eat it yeah. and soft and drinks they will drink soft drinks they'll drink soft drinks buy multiple bottle openers you don't want one bottle opener no. if there are bottles so and attach them with strings to things so that people can find <laughs> them right <laughs> And um, in terms of the gate crashes, we've already mentioned this. Um, if things start to feel a bit uncomfortable, you know, you've got older kids turning up or people you suddenly realise, mm. call the police sooner rather than later mm. and know that it, there's a chance that things can get broadcast. And this lady said that she would always have at least one parent in a, in a household yeah. and next time she would have a burly a much bigger burly guy because mm. it just makes a difference in it terms does. of dealing with um, but it does. problematic guests. Yeah. Keeping kids safe. Um, so this is, again, be in subtle attendance. Just remember that if you're the parent and something really catastrophic yeah. happens, like some child dies yeah. or something, that, you know, you are going to be liable. So you do have to be aware. You can think it's really fun until yeah. it's not. And you'd so, never forgive yourself if something happened no, on your watch. No. You so there. saying to your teenager, you know what, I just need to know that yeah. this is not going to happen yeah. because it's not it's no fun. And you can you don't have to be weird and sit in the lounge with them. <laughs> <laughs> you can Oh there's right, everyone. Oh you're snogging in there. <laughs> it's gonna turn the T V on then mind. <laughs> you can, you know, hide away upstairs, mm. but you just be on the premises. And just be aware that if there are bedrooms that they have access to, you, you run the risk that mm. the younger kids could be doing things in there that you don't want them you to do. So them. you need to sort of be, have somebody just generally patrolling and making mm. sure that there are no locked doors in <laughs> areas where they shouldn't be. Um, you know, some people would leave condoms out. I don't know. But, you know, you just uh, need to think about the the, the audience that you have and, and make decisions and based on that. Choices, yeah. Yeah. Regularly scan the house. Now, when we talk about that, it's hiding alcohol. In the hedges. In the hedges. 
other nice fun places where they tend to hide them in are dishwashers, fridges, washing machines, ovens. Mm. So just have a look and God, just scan. Watch out before you turn your oven on. Exactly. <laughs> if you find something, don't make a fuss. No. Just just confiscate it. Yeah. Take it away and then you know that it's fine. Yeah. And um, you can give it to them as they're leaving if, if you yeah, want. Yeah, well, that's Next it. And actually, or... if they turn up and they've got a bottle of vodka, yeah. you just say, oh, sweetie, I'll keep this and you yeah, can have it to go back home. with yeah. your parent when you yeah. go home. Um, and let the sensible, you you can spot the sensible ones. Mm. There might be none. But if you see a sensible one, you can say, look, if anything's at any point, just mm. come and let me know and mm. I'll I'll do something to, mm. I'll intervene. But And I'll do it quietly so that nobody knows you said something. Yeah. Right. Get those people on your side. And they're really, most of them, most of them, most teenagers, I think most teenagers are lovely. Mm. Um, they just, it can just get out of hand quickly. It can get out of hand quickly. And once people are drinking, they're not really thinking. No. And, you know, those years, they're, they, it's so much fun. And they've been so locked down, a lot of yeah. these kids, that actually it can just be a desire to let off steam. Yeah. And then they don't realise that what they've done is, is they've broken all your things. And or the risk part of their brain, as we know, is isn't switched. fully formed. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, they're going to do stupid things and think they you know, jump out of a tree when they're a bit drunk. Mm. And, oh dear, my leg just snapped. You know, they, <laughs> they don't think it through at all because they can't. Yes. And so when, once again, when you're talking to your teenager about having the phone number of the parents, um, I know I've had some raised eyebrows. There's a reason. This is so, 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 so important. And that is if something goes wrong, you need someone to call. And I had a party here where one of the kids hurt himself and it was it was marginal. So we tried to use a strip to fix it. One of the parents said, oh, should I call the parent? And I said, well, maybe I should call the parent because it's my job to make sure this person's safe and they're not safe. Mm-hmm. And so this has happened. And the parent was so pleased mm-hmm. that I'd contacted her. She came and took him into A&E so that he could get it stitched yeah. up. But, you know, these things happen and yeah, you just need if, to be able to call yeah, the parent. If and it say, was your own kid, you, you, want, you want to be able know. to go and, and help them. It's, it's a funny one. It's really made me think this part of it because I think, you know, with the younger ones, yes, I, I think I kind of know most of their friends, possibly not all of them, but you know, you get a general idea. So I've got lots of the numbers anyway, and that wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a, an issue. But when they get older, I mean, I, I don't know who half my eldest friends are. I go to mm. a college where you mm. know they, there's not that parental thing anymore. No. So then it's then it's not relevant. It's, they're, it's then, not. they're different questions. So it's the younger guys. I agree. I agree. Now, so coming on to your teenager wanting to go to a party questions are things again it depends on the age group Mm. it really depends and if they've come to you and said that they'd like to go to this party and they've been honest about it Mm. well give them credit for that and be grateful that you've got a teenager who's talking to you and they're not just going to disappear off and say they're going around to their mate's house and suddenly you find out they're Mm. at a party you know the other side of town Mm. um and just check in with them and say you can say things like are there going to be adults there is Mm. that alcohol so Mm. when they're younger you want to know this stuff all the stuff we've been talking about and you can say, I mean, for me, even with my 17, 18 year old bonus daughters, it was things like, what time does that party finish? Here's when we want you home. Mm. Here's because it's more about me feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And when we answer questions like that, I think it's really important to if if they're being honest and giving you answers that are a little bit, you know, controversial or you don't like them, that that doesn't immediately then mean well if that's the case then this if that's the case yeah. then this because then they won't share them with they're you not going to share with you no no exactly <laughs> so we, have we to want to make avoid this that. really really careful dance between we want them to give information um and be you know open 
open to the answers and, and be reasonable and understanding because otherwise they'll just lie. So I think when you're talking to them about it, it's about saying, so I just want to know so that we've talked this stuff yeah. through so that you know how be to cope safe. if something goes wrong. Yeah. So, you know, what, how are you going to get to and from yeah. the party? What's yeah. the safe option? Yeah. And then the classic, you know, if, if you're feeling uncomfortable, whatever the time is, whatever, wherever you are, you have a signal between each other if it's a you know a kiss or a whatever thumbs up in your phone I will ring you you can and I'll get you out no questions asked Brilliant. so that they feel safe and the thing about alcohol again because my kids have said they know how I feel about alcohol I think it's great mm. if you want to enjoy alcohol yeah. at a certain age mm. and I've just said look just drink some water yeah you know eat food mm. make sure that you just you you mm. you you've have an idea of what would you how much you've drunk mm. so that you don't get vulnerable mm. and that's the it's just about safety yeah Literally. it's amazing really how many of them just think, presume that that is the coolest thing they can do <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and it is really fun i'm not saying it isn't but it's it's such a weird um, but i think that that's a cultural particularly in england and i don't mm. know what it's like in a lot of other countries and i know people we've got over 90 people in 90 countries mm. listening to us so mm. some of those yes. countries are dry countries yes. but in england there's this very strange culture of of getting completely drunk mm. and i've always hated it i got a lot of pressure when i first started work you know our team had to go down to the bar mm. and everybody was supposed to get blind drunk and I can't stand that. It's not mm. the way I function. And um, so I think, and it's in all the cards and it's it's a very strange thing mm. in my mind. And so the kids do absorb that and mm. they do think, well, that's how you have a fun yeah. party. Um, so it's about fun. discussing it. Yeah. So just say, well, don't you think it's a bit weird yeah. that that's the only way that people yeah. seem to think they can have yeah. fun because it doesn't make any yeah, sense. Sometimes it is fun, but sometimes it's not. So if you've got a situation where you are having a disagreement with your teenager, right? So you've they've said, I want to do this. And you've thought, actually, that I'm not comfortable with that. The way to do it is to identify what is the problem here? You know, we don't agree on something. What is it we don't agree on? Like, you, I want you to go to a party and have fun, but there's something here. Identify exactly what the problem is. Think about why it's a problem. So who's got the problem? Why is it a problem? Brainstorm together the possible solutions. Evaluate whether those solutions work and then agree. Yeah. And the reason I talk about this step process, this five-step process, is that it's really helpful as just a technique for learning how to resolve problems full stop. Mm. But it's also about um, building their awareness that you're on their side. Yes. And, and they can come to you with stuff. It's, it's actually a really good opportunity, as all these things are, to, to build bridges with your kids and teach them how to, to discuss stuff because you're not going to agree on all of it. Of course no. you're not. That would be weird. Um, like, um, But it's an opportunity to say, okay, these are my non-negotiables. What are yours? How can we work this out? Can we work it out? Maybe we can't. But let's have a, an adult conversation about it where we're not shouting at each other and freaking out, but we're having a proper discussion about it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's brilliant learning tools. Absolutely. So uh, I think that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want to add? No, have a nice party. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the truth is some of us really... I love giving parties. Yeah. I always have done. And my kids don't seem to want parties, which is okay. really painful for me. Oh, <laughs> I can come and throw one at mine. <laughs> and uh, I mean, they, they they want to go to them, but they don't yeah. want to host them because I stressful. think they just, it is stressful. And yeah. it's, there's so much 
pressure, as mm. you said. Um, they're getting there. They're slowly yeah. getting there. They're starting to go, actually, yeah, it might be yeah. quite nice. One, one of mine said, um, one of my younger ones, I said, oh, can I remember? He went to a really, thought it was a really cool party. Can I have a party? And I did the, think about that. Good, <laughs> we'll, discuss, yes. we'll discuss it. Well done. And he will have one at some point, but we, we need to right. discuss it. We'd love to hear all of your stories and questions, so don't hesitate to get in touch. If you've enjoyed this episode, then why not help other parents? Tell your friends, tell the school, subscribe to our podcast. I'll just put it in here. I noticed that on our Apple Podcasts, only 30% of the people who are actually listening to it download it mm. or follow us. Yeah. So there's a huge number of people who aren't. So if you are... If you like it, obviously, mm. if you don't like it, you don't. But if you do like it, subscribe. And then, you know, it helps other people find yes. us. And it also means you'll never miss an episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, you can sign up to receive all of our latest news at our website, where there's a blog, reviews, links to every episode and easy ways to contact us both. Uh, Susie has her own email address. Oh, my website is mm. www.mindful-life.co.uk. And just reiterating what you just said, I think it's always amazing to get um, feedback, whether, mm. it's, whether you like it or you don't like it. That's you know, it's great. We can have good discussions and things you want to know more of, even if even if you think it's an awkward question, do it anonymously. We oh, and we've had some love to hear. We've had some really great suggestions yeah. coming up, guys. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it for now. Goodbye, Goodbye. for now. Bye bye. <laughs>